It's iconic. What? <laughs> Everyone else knew what that was, Travis. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, I have no idea what that is. It's the oh. Are You Afraid of the Dark theme song. Oh, okay. It is iconic. Yeah. I think I hit the right notes. I already forgot what it sounds like, having this really is... only heard it last it night. sucks. Like, I didn't watch it's... the show. Dude, it is my ironclad belief that horror light stuff like that should be as important to children as swimming lessons. Like I, this is an essential thing to watch. What is this that we're here doing? What what Making are any of us doing, man? Educational material for children. What this what what do you mean? could okay. no, no this, one has this, introduced the show. We this meeting at the Midnight Society needs Robert's rules of order. Uh, and uh, Ian Ian led me to this couch blindfolded. I couldn't find a bandana. I don't know. I don't <laughs> stop it. They can't see. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. I was saying that for them. I know, <laughs> but this is a podcast. I know. We'll do it again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just didn't want to lie to them. They, they see me. They know no, I'm not blindfolded. Yeah, oh, now you know man. what it's like to be me. Yeah. <laughs> how, how does it feel? You uh, don't, you know, you don't yeah. have a blindfold, Steve. Yeah, I just, I, he didn't I, want I, to lie. Is, I, get I, it. I did just, I did just I think totally I, get could the get a, I could get you a tie. And then I could also use a tie to hang myself. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm being Travis. Uh, anyway, that bit is in the toilet. Um, welcome to As You Know. Uh, I'm going to do the little intro thing since Ian is uh, plagued. Uh, that I brought here to him. Uh, As You Know is a show where we watch the first and last episodes of classic TV shows so you don't have to. We here at As You Know believe that TV is bad, uh, <laughs> but culture is good. So, um, you know, if you Ooh. wanted to talk about something. <laughs> I'm of the opposite opinion. TV is good. It's nice culture to have bad. things. It's not. No, okay. You know, listen, you guys, culture, good. Society, bad. Okay. Uh, Here's what I'll culture, say. Culture, good. Bar, America, bad. You're at a bar, right? And there's someone that you want to talk to. Now, is it just a guy in a good outfit who you're like, this guy's probably fun. I'd like to have a conversation. Is it a lady who you'd like to see if you could go anywhere with, you know, or a guy that you're like, this is a cute man whose penis I want to touch. Um, <laughs> and 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 you're not sure what to talk about. And you find out that they have an Are You Afraid of the Dark tattoo on their arm. But... You know, you don't, you've never seen this. You happen to miss it. You didn't have cable growing up. You grew up in in one of those we don't have cable houses. That was, you know, you you were the laughing stock of your lunch. We table. all know the type. We all know. Yeah, the, type. the the saddest people I know. PBS kids. <laughs> but you, but you happen to, you happen to watch along and listen to as you know, you know, and you're like, wow, did you know that Alicia Cuthbert is in the finale? She was in the Midnight Society. Uh, in the in the in the first in the, revival of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And the extremely in the extremely anti-vax episode <laughs> of uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? And and then you're talking about anti-vax. You're talking about Alicia Cuthbert. You're talking about something you know they have interest in. Soon enough, you're touching that penis, and you're welcome, Stephen. I. I love that the insight that you provided in this moment is that you think the best way to approach somebody at a bar is to basically do a Scott Pilgrim callback and be like, did you know that Pac-Man was originally called Puck-Man? No, it's just nice to have things in our lives that we share that don't have anything to do with who we know. 
You know what I mean? It's nice to be able to 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 have some some talking points, and that's why you listen to this podcast because right. TV is bad. This TV is, is bad. But this we, is we are in agreement on this. Minus Travis. I did also really like the addition of classic TV shows. Yeah. This TV show is first, classic. Kind of no, first I was, this classic. I was thinking yeah, of the originals in that moment. <laughs> a classic <laughs> TV show. Heart at, of Dixie. Least, Heart of Dixie. The, okay. Private practice. Heart of, Dix, Heart, 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 Heart of Dixie can go in a trash can. But the originals, <laughs> fornication. But the originals making, is at least a classic type of TV you're show. You're making a lot of TV shows <laughs> eat a trash can today. <laughs> <laughs> Eat a trash can or put on these sunglasses. Yeah, I, I'd like to see a, a version of uh, Heart of Dixie that has put on the sunglasses. I'd watch that. <laughs> Actually, no, guys. It's, it's as you know. You either start listening to this podcast, or I'm going to make you eat that trash can. As you know, is the sunglasses. We make you see things as they are. That TV yeah. is bad, but yet we still do it. We, we still, still, still do, do this it. to ourselves. If you we want to talk to that stranger at the bar. You put on the glasses and wait a second, it's all Canadian? <laughs> <laughs> all this it. stuff from my childhood? Everything's, is... e- everything's black and white. There's just a bunch of billboards that say sorry. <laughs> just everywhere. <laughs> oh, oh. Some of the Canadian... I'm assuming pronunciations of shit in this show. Oh, There's some of the most avant-garde ways to say words <laughs> I've ever encountered in my life. Yeah, what are Buzz and Denny's accents? Because there's Buzz, not Buzz even was going to get a heard. chance. It reminded me of the Franz bit from Skins. From Skins. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like a specifically a like Saskatoon accent? I don't know what they were. Gonna okay, De- Denny and Buzz. Denny and Buzz were wild because it was hard to tell what was an accent and what was overacting. <laughs> yeah, well, because Denny was <laughs> because Denny was like, wait a minute. I think I can solve the riddle. Dude, Steven was losing it as he recounted the full riddle as they are speeding towards the tree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, we know, we heard it. <laughs> yeah. They're speeding towards the tree. It's going to be a big explosion. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Boston guy whose neck's on backwards. And the kid's like, like you, you can't see it. It... What, what were the three things? You can't uh, see it. It's weightless, and when you put it in a barrel, it'll make the barrel lighter. I, number one, it's weightless. Number two, you can't see it, and if you put it in a you barrel, it makes the barrel lighter. No, I can't. Oh, I can't shout. Never mind. <laughs> I know the answer to the riddle, and I'm going to say it now that I've solved the riddle. It, it felt that part. I mean, a lot of the show felt very... Um, Four kids anime dub where they're like the mouths are moving a lot here, so we gotta say stuff. I, I there were times where I could not tell if they were eighty yard in. I was like I was like is this eighty yard? It feels like. It. <laughs> oh, the grandfather. I mean, we're jumping around, but the grandfather in the finale was entirely he, that that was yeah, just yeah, a cardboard yeah. cutout of a person. <laughs> that, was the, that was the worst actor I think I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Including the person on Dark Shadows who flubbed the line that they had to he keep there. Even the worst actor in this show, Travis. <laughs> well, if you're no, making no. a soundboard, you got to get the bisque line from Dark Shadows. <laughs> <laughs> Every time one of us fucks up talking, just bisque. Bisque. Anyways, I'm Ian Benson oh, in Columbus, shit. Ohio. I'm also in Columbus, Ohio. Don't tell my boss. Um, I'm Stephen Doughton. <laughs> Joining us uh, are Travis Marmon in Chicago. Hello. And Matt Siani in Chicago. Hi. This week we watched Are You Afraid of the Dark? Travis, why'd you pick it? Well, 
first of all, this is the Halloween episode. This will be coming out closest to Halloween. So I was like, I figured I'd pick something spooky. And to answer the show's question, I am. Uh, at least have been intermittently in my life. I was a very scared child. I would, if this show came on, often, like, I'd be up at, like, 6 in the morning watching, like, the fucking Inspector Gadget cartoon, and then this would come on at 6.30, and I would scramble to change the channel because I was terrified <laughs> of whatever this show oh was. I was God. scared of so many things. I was scared of anyone wearing, like, a mask in, like, a creepy way. Uh, I was scared of a lot, and now I am... Only like that um, after I've watched a scary movie and I'm going to bed, then I'm scared of everything, but otherwise how, I'm okay. How was Wreck, uh, Travis? Wreck was actually not that scary. Um, no. I, but I also pre... That was a... I like, read the synopsis several times and whatever, and, and Matt had maybe overhyped the intensity of that movie to some degree over can the one years, of you, and then I built it up more in my own head. It was not that scary. As a big old coward, can one of you watch uh, Titani or whatever it is? Uh, I'm um, gonna, I, It's like high on my list for things to watch post-October. Is there is it horror? I thought it was more just like it's like well, it's going to be creepy. I just need someone to tell me how gross it is. And yeah. the problem is it's yeah, going to be Matt, really and Matt's going to be like, "Well, it's no worse the end of Evangelion." And I'll be yeah. like, "I don't know what you're talking about." She, yeah, I mean, she he's not wrong. She needs to go to therapy. Uh, we're here to talk about Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> I love your consistent yeah, anyway, the director of Ron Tatani needs to go to therapy. Needs to go to therapy. I, I was she going to continue well also. No. Of after having watched the show that I was terrified of ever seeing. Um, when it aired, uh, this show is significantly less scary than any of the creepy episodes of Hey Arnold are. <laughs> uh, there are uh, way yeah, scarier episodes things. of this show, to be fair. The big I, I'm sure there are. Yeah. The Big Babies and the Regrets are scarier than this. It's um, one of the scariest things of all time. Every single Curse Carly Dog episode is scarier than this, except That's for maybe true. except for maybe the weird, sad Russian guy one that shoots the depression cannonballs at people. That was just strange. The rest of them are scary. They're all strange. Yeah. Depression yeah. cannonball. Courage the Cowardly Dog. New nickname places. for me just dropped. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so uh, let's let's dive on in to Are You Afraid of the Dark? Unless you have information about how it was made, who made it, anybody yeah. that? It was I, made I, in I Canada know. by a bunch of Canadians. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, DJ McHale and Ned Candle, uh, which are some extremely Canadian names. Are You Afraid of the Dark revolved around a group of teenagers who referred to themselves as the Midnight Society, and every episode at a secret location in the woods, one member would tell a story, a scary story to the group. Well, we were, we're going to get into all of this. Uh, Travis, do you have the production history up then? Because that's what people uh, wants to know all so about. So this show has a pretty complicated history. Um, that's so Because, nice. yeah, it's Canadian. It aired on YTV in Canada and then got uh, aired on Nickelodeon in America. Uh, what's con- What we watched is kind of... Un, I'm un, it's unclear if it fits our normal billing. Like we watched like what are listed on IMDb as the first and last episodes, but the actual pilot was the tale of the twisted claw, which I think probably wound up airing sometime in the middle of season one instead. And then the show, it ran from 91 to 96 and then ended. And then there was a revival, which at least IMDb the, is considering the first revival part of the original series. That's when we got Alicia Cuthbert um, in the new cast and it also says on here, I think this is just straight up incorrect, that's like no one came back except for one character. Um, I think it was like the glasses kid. Like none of them came back except except for him who shows up in the final episode. And then it says like which blends like fiction and reality. And I was like, hey, that kid. And that's a citation needed because it was like that kid didn't show up. And what is the last episode? And that didn't happen. 
Hell yeah. It was a I strangular love, episode. I love to hit us. So that's like very eight. confusing. And then there's a second revival very recently for nostalgic people that is like aired in 2019. Hmm. Nostalgic people. It's one of those things where when these shows existed, there was a way about how they were syndicated and how people consumed TV where the order in which they were released just didn't fucking matter. And so yeah. everybody was just like, okay, well, what do we think we're going to, we should show to get people hooked in the show or whatever. And they just, they just put them in whatever order they wanted to. I'm going to assume that we are the first people in a, in a little while that are concerned about the lore of the midnight society. Is, I found the thing Our that I was disagree. trying to, to remember, which is, this, okay, the first revival series with new directors, writers, and a cast was produced by Nickelodeon from 1999-2000 and also aired on the SNCC block. This was our first SNCC show. You know, you maybe uh, thought we'd do Secret World of Alex Mack or something, but no, it's this. Uh, the sole member from the original lineup to return for the first and second seasons of revival was Tucker, although Gary returned uh, for the concluding show, which yeah. notably broke from the show's established format by blurring the line between story and quote-unquote reality. Citation needed. <laughs> like, that is... Hmm. What's on here? The, so uh, you mentioned it was a SNCC show. The lead-in was the Ren and Stimpy show. Ooh. Vile and show. And briefly all that. And all then that Space Cases, something. which is a show that to this day I was like, oh, I hallucinated that, right? I've never heard no. of Space Cases. Uh, it's uh, it's like kids Star Trek. Some kids get lost or something like that while out in mm. space. It had a lot of uh, celebrity guests. Okay. Neat. Much like how this is, how all that is children's us now, and this is children's uh, by the, way, from the crypt. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go, uh, Travis. You once talked about shows that you only that like no one else remembers but you. Yeah, like big kids. I'm, I'm going with a hundred deeds for Eddie McDowell. As I remember hundred good deeds for Eddie yeah, McDowell. Yeah, me too. Well, uh, I've never heard of that. I watched that show. I take it back. It's about it was about a guy who uh, he was like a bully, and then he died, and he was resurrected as like a dog. And if he did a hundred good deeds as a dog, he would come back to life. That's right. I I think he was in a coma, which is how oh, is they that it? Yeah, his yeah. soul wasn't a dog or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, the dog person would drop dead diva. <laughs> the dog was owned by the person he bullied, and only only he could hear him. He was the only person who could talk with the dog guy. It was my my man. name is Earl if he was a dog. <laughs> oh man. So speaking of the supernatural though. So yeah. we start out with uh, a, a little bit of a a little bit of an intro to the show at large, being like some of us like to step away from the light for a moment and dabble in the dark, uh, and you know try to make you feel like you were a cool kid if you watched this show, which, which I did when I was brave enough to do it. Yep, um, still and, works. Uh, still cool. And we. We, we, we know, we, we see, it's sort of in media res, which obviously might be because it's the middle of the season, but I kind of like this as an intro. Whoever made this decision, I kind of like, because it's like, the Midnight Society exists, they've been doing shit for a while, we're yeah. seeing someone else's uh, in, Initiation. induction into the, uh, into the Midnight Society, we see how they do things, they lead somebody to a, to a part of the woods that nobody knows, which is cool, they blindfold him, then he has to tell a story. He's a bit, he's a bit, um, feisty, he's like, guys, come on, you know, you think you're tough? I'm the tough guy, I'm Frank, and then his friend's <laughs> like, you know, he's, he's nice, and they're like, sure, but can he tell a story? And he's like, who said that? He's getting ready to, like, <laughs> fucking punch him. 
And uh, and then and then they sit down and they tell the story of the was it mysterious cab or the phantom cab. cab. Phantom cab. So he tells a story about these two people, Buzz and Denny. Denny, um, which is I guess a Canadian person's name. Uh, this, yeah, we we see this and we're like, what strange names? And they're just like, I know a thousand Buzz and Dennys. Which. Uh, <laughs> Are those Which like the like, stars of Corner Gas or whatever? That's Canadian. Is show. that what Letter Kenny is about? A Buzz and a Denny? Yes. It could be. Um, so, so Buzz is your classic sixteen-year-old that doesn't have that many friends and takes it out on his younger brother. Um, and Denny is your classic nerdy guy who's smarter than his brother, which makes his brother insecure, but uh, ha- has been bullied his whole life, so he doesn't know how to like exist well um and is always trying to prove himself so so here's my theory about these two is that um as i I think i think i think that this is a show with a lot of um uh, stuff written between the lines you know a lot of a lot of nuance a lot of stuff that's you know Uh not necessarily apparent unless you start to dig deeper i think it's very clear that this is a story. It's it's you know we get to see Frank be like feisty and trying to prove himself. It's clear that Denny is Frank and that he's put this layer on himself to tell mm. a story about his mm. own life, trying to impress his brother, but generally being abused, but not knowing how to express the fact that he's in this toxic relationship and that every day for him is just this just just trial. Um, and the only way that he's been able to express it is by finding these like-minded kids and using the facade of this story about the Phantom Cab as a sort of therapeutic, cathartic release uh, with yeah. this just really terrible relationship. Yeah, like, it, you know, like many things, it's it's really about trauma. Yeah, and his and his and like his father, <laughs> he's trying to get approval from his father, who's like, "You're the smart one. You know, you should be able to do all these things. You should be able to succeed in school. All these things. You should be able to solve my riddles. You know, the riddles of being loved." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, um, so Denny, Denny and Buzz are lost in the woods. Denny almost, Denny slides down a cliff and finds himself backwards on that cliff somehow, um, while his brother calls him stuff like fuck dog and like <laughs> He does not call him fuck dog. This is for children. Yeah, but he, he basically is calling him shitbird the entire if, if He I is wearing the highest high tops a, I've ever seen. Oh, uh, really? He has the tongues, the tongue is so high. If I fell off a cliff and I was, as I was laying there, the person I was with called me fucked up. <laughs> I was I was getting a lot of mileage out of the word gay wad last night. I was kind of drunk. Yeah, there's, after a lot a party. Of gay, there's a lot of gay wad stuff going on. Um, loser, he calls him a loser a lot. He's really he's really taking out some anger issues on his younger brother who can't stand up for himself. I do like the word loser, and I think we should start using it more. You will always be a loser. I, um, I hate that word. Ian, wow, I'm sure okay. you... Ian, I, I'm surprised you haven't commented on this, but one of the actors, uh, I believe it's the one playing Buzz, is named Jason Tremblay. So, and Jacob no. Tremblay is Canadian, and his dad is named Jason. No. It's not this guy. David, why It's a different Jason Tremblay. <laughs> Travis, Travis I did like, grabbed my up. hand, and he walked me down this hallway, and he's like, see all of these beautiful things? Look at this future. And I was like, yes, and then he shut the door. And, was and like, he said, no. get out of here, fuck dog. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, shitbird. <laughs> so, 
I like, don't he's care. old enough I'm, to be Jacob Tremblay's dad. I'm making dad, my but. own reality. That's that's Jacob Tremblay's dad. That's American sweetheart Jacob Tremblay's dad. So, Buzz and Denny are lost lost in the woods, lost in the sea of denim that they're wearing. And so, so they, not only... Shit look like a <laughs> 90s Gap ad. Not only is... <laughs> Not only is Denny like a 12-year-old that is lost in the woods, but he also has to deal with his brother literally threatening to hurt him physically at every turn um, while, yeah. he, while he feels pressured to, you know, find a way home and his compass is pointing at his belt loop because that's how things work, I Yeah, suppose. I was going to say, I feel like that's not how compasses work, although it's not, the not, most egre- it's not the most egregious, that's not how that would go thing that we saw in these two episodes, but we'll get to that later. That's not yeah. how that works. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, taxis. The most egregious one we saw is that taxis aren't haunted. That's not how those things work. Taxis so, are extremely haunted. You should. Let me just say. Yeah, let me I just wish say they were more haunted. Mostly. That's why. That's why Uber haunted. got popular. People are like, I'm tired of these haunted cabs. <laughs> I just. Okay. I just need to express. Compasses do not point to the poles because the poles are metal. Compasses point to the poles, well, the the North Pole, because the North Pole is magnetic. If he was wearing a magnet belt, then maybe the (laughs) compass would have pointed at it. It doesn't just point at metal. It's very like the the people that were like, COVID makes you magnetic because I don't understand surface tension, like kind of science, I feel. (laughs) Yeah, now, oh my God, now this sticks to my forehead. (laughs) If I point my head back and I'm pretty sweaty. Do you know... (laughs) Do you know how many risks I would accept if they were like, here's a shot that turns you into Magneto? Do you know how many? They'd be like, you could only live like maybe three years. And I'd be like, three years? Let's do it. I would be Magneto for three years and then die. That sounds fine. The uh, iron terror that I would rain upon the world. Uh, so they see they see a person approaching them as, as it's gotten darker. And Denny says something like, I hope it's a ranger. Uh, and then Buzz says something like, that was a really good Nickelodeon child actor <laughs> voice. He's been, he's been busting it out this whole time. It's, it's, it's been good. <laughs> and Buzz says something like, shut up and let me do the talking twerp. Uh, and then, uh, he gives him a wedgie and he gives him a wedgie and then, and a swirly, which is weird. They're in the they middle found of the a woods. toilet. I don't know. <laughs> a haunted uh, toilet. That was one of the, one of the, one of the bigger, <laughs> one of the bigger complaints I had about this episode was the haunted toilet that they just I put in the path. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was so great. Cause it's just that moment you're like. Oh, they're like, oh my god, we found civilization. We're, we're through the woods. And then it's just only a toilet. And he's just like, you know, he just shoves him right in there. And they find the, the biggest Bruins fan in the world, a.k.a. the guy from Yesteryear, a.k.a. the guy from Guts. That was, um, that was not I Mike know. O'Malley know, at all. I know, I know. <laughs> this was the most Canadian man I'd ever seen. This guy came out of a tragically hip lyric. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he stepped... <laughs> The <laughs> There's something innately Boston about this the guy. Nice no, look. dude. Yeah, know. no. Travis is right. This guy can't climax unless uh, tragically hip is playing. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, <laughs> well, this is one of my favorite things that happens in shows like this, where they're walking right and they're like, how much longer is it? And he's like, well, you know. And then he, he's just, they're just chatting about the woods, and he's like, it's hard for me to get lost in these woods. And then he goes. You guys, let, do you guys, are you guys good at riddles? And they're like, why do you ask? And he's like, no reason. And like, just like that sort of shit. I love that shit. Also, when they're like, how far, are we far from town? And he goes like, farther than you know. And it's like, 
I love okay, all that. Okay, man. I, I would love to respond that way if somebody asked me that but question. That energy that energy is something I try so hard to harness when I'm running Call of Cthulhu. We just have that character. That, like It's just like, just like hard for me to get lost in these woods. And you're just like, what does that mean? <laughs> Once again, I'm thinking of Dark Shadows, where the person ends that conversation being like, welcome to the end of the world. <laughs> welcome to the beginning and end, end of, of the, the world. world. He makes me think of the fucking, the Glenn Fleshler character from True Detective Season 1, where it, like the big reveal is him going, my family's been here a long time, but he says it to nobody <laughs> except for the audience. Uh, I tried. I I tried so hard to create the bit of guy who likes season two of True Detective. I tried so, so it's hard. The worst thing I've ever seen. Everything is um, fucking. Everything is fucking. Blue balls. Blue in my balls heart. for my heart. I think it might be good, guys. Vince Vaughn watched watched rats eat each other or whatever. I don't. That God. It was so bad. Um. Anyway, <laughs> a show that's also bad, but in a more fun way. Uh, are you afraid of the dark? Uh, they he he leads them to the doctor of the woods. Um, He's a D and D NPC that lives in a tree or whatever. It's fucking the yeah. Witcher ass thing <laughs> to come across. He's apparently He's a recurring like, character in the Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, that's lore. good. He was fun. Doctor Vink. Um, yeah. Uh, and rocks. then they're like. He's like, well, here we are, and then he disappears, and they turn around, and there's no one there, and then there's, like, an ominous door, and they're like, maybe we shouldn't go in, which is one of the better things that happens in these shows, where they're like, ah, I don't know, <laughs> um, and then the ferns start screaming and laughing, so uh, they get scared and um, go in because they're afraid of the screaming ferns, and uh, a very, very hairy man... <laughs> Greets them. <laughs> He's just like, hello, I'm the woods doctor. It's nice to see you. I have many experiments. You know, that sort of shit. Um, and then they're like, can we call our parents? And he's like, only if you solve two of them. He's my got rules. a landline here, which is impressive. I don't know. That is impressive. I mean, he's probably bluffing. Like, if they get it right, he probably just shoves them. Well, no, that's not true. If they get it right, then his we find out what happens. But yeah, uh, he is definitely bluffing because there's not a phone. Because if they got, I imagine if they got it right in the house, they would have just been standing in the stone. You know what I mean? Like it would just been the ruins that they say is there later. Um, yeah, that yeah. phone probably doesn't work. But he did. The, yeah, he, the riddle, he appeared to the, have one. The riddle is what breaks the spell. Right. Right. So kind of so, a dumb riddle for, to break a spell. You'd think it'd be uh, more of a consequential riddle. You'd think it would so point to the profundity first, of life in some way, and instead it's just <laughs> about a barrel. He gives them a warm-up riddle, which is how far can you walk into the woods? And the, the, the question about this riddle that I have is, what would happen if they gotten it wrong? Do they? Is it like, do you have to, do you have to solve them. the first riddle to even get to the second riddle? He kills and eats them, probably, or something. I don't know. Something. Yeah. Harvest anyway. their organs, or puts them in a car accident, or whatever. Like the reveal they did to Flynn. So he repeatedly, so he tells them about the second riddle. They say, "What happens if we get it right?" He says, "You can call your parents." He says, "What happens if we get it wrong?" He says, "You have to leave." And then he's like, "They're like, what if we want to call our parents but don't get the riddle?" And then he's like, "You have to give us a, me a specimen," which I just wish they'd picked a different word. Yeah, for Absolutely. for these young boys. Uh, I don't know that we need to be using the word specimen that many times for something for these boys to produce and give this doctor. 
part. <laughs> was that not something you were thinking about, Travis? No, I it just... was not thinking about this guy. Was... But if you if you go you to were. the doctor and they ask for a specimen from you, there's one thing that they mean. You're talking. He wants a stool sample from these children. <laughs> specimen? Do they say specimen? Yeah. I don't know. I've only. I think it's a cum cum. When the doctors right? you usually see is gastroenterologists, then that's what they mean. Yeah. <laughs> And then you'd be like, go down to the lab, they'll give you the stuff that you need. And then If you went to a doctor, Ian, and they said, we need a specimen from you, what did you? What would you assume they meant? I, I don't have a fun answer to this. I no! Would, I would literally go, I'm sorry, what do you mean? That's the- yeah, they'd be, they wouldn't be <laughs> I would that be vague. the wisest person on the planet and go, what does that mean? <laughs> well, the kids, do, the kids are also the wisest person on the planet because they say, what does that mean? Yeah. And then he shows them a jar with a hand. And then they sprint out of the house. I'd be fucked up if that's um, what the doctor meant. Yeah. More fucked up than mine, I think. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Um, yeah. The doctor had hinted at them finding a cab in the woods. And they're like, there's not really going to be a cab in the woods. And then there is a cab in the woods. And we mysteriously don't see the driver for a while. And we're like, I wonder if it's going to be the, any of the actors that we've already seen in this episode. And we know it's not actually a real cab because the guy's not on the phone with somebody for three hours. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Every time. I don't understand it. <laughs> Who do they find to talk to on the phone for that long? This is and they're not very much a stand-up it. bit for Steven. <laughs> that he's working they're not even like saying feel. anything half the time. They're just like... <laughs> The, like the weirdest going, thing is you'll yeah. be in there. You'll be in there for like two minutes, and they'll have not said anything, and then they'll say something, and you're listening to music, and you're like, "I'm sorry, what?" And they're like, "Oh, I'm on the phone," and I'm like, "Are you? Like, <laughs> that's the first thing you said in two minutes." That's just the madness that sets in when you're part of the gig economy like this, and yeah, you just spend again. all day fucking people. Around. The other thing is always. They're in the midst of some personal crisis. Like you get into there, and they're like, "My cousin was just kidnapped," and you're like, "Whoa, whoa dog! I do you need me to cancel this one? Like, what's up?" I here? need the money they're, to pay the ransom. They're just trying to make driving. the ride more entertaining. What's the? Do you guys remember the name of the guy who's behind the taxi? Flynn. Flynn. So Flynn is the driver of the taxi. He turns his head around like an owl and reveals that he has no hand. <laughs> well, okay, um, he doesn't just do that. He starts talking to them, then he gives exposition as to like what's going on, and like he had failed to answer a Vink riddle or something before, and then he got in a car accident, and then he well, first he reveals that the hand that's at Vink's lab is his hand. He's like, I it's think not that what, was I, what he clear. took me. It's what it's what used to be here, and he's got no hand. And then he's like, yeah, I got in this accident. And he goes, well, I kind of died. And then he turns his head around like an owl. Except not even really that far. He pretty much turns it to the side in a hey, they're trying normal to way. Yeah, like, like, I'm dead. The effects budget was not expensive. They, add, they added some foley on it, but like they didn't really try to make his head turn around all that. And every night he gets in the same accident with a new fare. And so he basically, he basically spends like three minutes being like, I'm going to crash. If you don't solve the riddle, I'm gonna crash. You guys, wait till you see. He's like he's like a person who's really excited to show his friends his basement or whatever. He's like, it's a pretty good crash. It's a big explosion. Get ready, kids. And what if you solve the riddle? Then I won't. But also, I'm gonna crash. And then... Uh, he, he's basically... Also, just as he's doing... It's, it's somebody saying, like, I'll give you till the count of ten. A... 
Eight and three quarters. <laughs> yes. Eight point seven four nine. You're like that's good. What? And he's nine and a half. And you're just like, just crash the car. Well, he already. clearly wants to not be cursed. So he's like, yeah. I'm really gonna try to not. I'm, I'm putting all of my faith in you. Although Buzz I'm not sure. And Denny. I'm not sure. I'm not sure the strategy of just like scaring this kid to try to con- to try to convince him to solve a riddle although between him being like you're gonna die in a moment and his brother being like you're supposed to be the smart one idiot fucker dick like the whole <laughs> fucking time like and and then you know what it works so if there's any lesson just make someone suffer until you get them to do what you want That's um right. because eventually he solves the riddle that we've all heard a million times uh, and that is a hole that makes the barrel lighter. And well, it's only you know, like, imagining this guy in the modern age who just starts asking a riddle and like everyone pulling out their phone and just being like, this is a- <laughs> "There's no service." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, they fall down in the grass, and they were they- driving pretty fucking fast. Yeah, I know. Um, I was thinking about that too. Uh, and then I don't know. A warden comes and picks them up. Says a ranger. A warden. <laughs> yeah, they're not <laughs> going to jail. No, 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 no. So he means warden in the like Lord of the Rings sense, where it's the warden of the north. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Strider shows up and it's just like hobbits out here, and they're like, "We're actually children." He's like, "Ah, oh, of course." No, sorry. We are actually children. <laughs> Come with me if you want to live. Wow, mister, I can't believe you found us. It's such a big forest, and I'm so glad that you're here. <laughs> and then it turns out that the park ranger is played by M. Night Shyamalan. And and they should have made him like, scary. This is what I hated about both these episodes, and apparently most episodes are already dark end with happy endings. Yeah. Have you ever been told a scary campfire story that ends with everything being oh, okay and kids. maybe having an Aesop? No. And, okay. Yeah. And yeah. Then, it was it was a little moral moralistic. And then Buzz punches him, uh, Denny and goes, "Shut up, Frank! I mean Denny!" And then we <laughs> cut back to a crying Frank. And <laughs> uh, oh, they also and, there is the part where Buzz and Denny hugged and then went like, "Ooh, that's gay!" <laughs> like without saying as much. It was basically that's what just, I do every time I hug my dad. Is yeah. I touch him and then I go, "Ooh, that's gay!" And then. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, so the Midnight Society, they all give him a thumbs up and let Yeah, give him a thumbs up, and he found the approval story. that he has never found from his dad or his Jesus. brother. Um, and uh, maybe he'll turn out okay, um, but it's I, a long I path. doubt it. Yeah. There's one kid <sighs> so, who only begrudgingly gives him a thumbs up, but the rest are all like, yeah, That sure. was the Travis kid. That was the Travis kid, the one who's like, I guess. <clears throat> like, Ugh. in the story, nobody even, like, not one person dies in the main plot of the story. They only die in the backstory. So, like, eh, yeah, get out of here. That's yeah. a normal children's thing. <laughs> I don't know. Children's stories should be. Yeah, scary it was like again. Yeah, yeah, scary yeah, stories tell the dark Ireland. or whatever. Isn't like <laughs> I was thinking of the like the ancient traditions of most like European stories, where it's like, and then the um, Baba Yaga ate that person's face. Yeah. Like, what? Children's I did want to talk about Ireland. Are like are like. There was a queen, and she had seven suitors that all wanted to fuck her. And then she went into the woods, and 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 a fairy made her have a, a child for every day that she'd. And it's just like that's a uh, song. the December songs are based on Irish stories. <laughs> it's very clear if you listen to both their trad influences no. and what they sing about, like. 
They, they love <laughs> Ireland. The Decemberists came first. That's not how it worked. 100%. Can we talk, because I want to talk about this too, more before we talk about the show, but I guess the middle, like, can we talk about, like, all of our different experiences with, like, horror, especially in adolescence? Uh, here are my experience. Stuff I, like yeah, that. absolutely. Here are my experiences with horror. No, thank you. <laughs> Just, yeah, permanently, whole life has been. Yeah. Yeah. It's been also, a lot of the, like, I, no, thank you. Although he's so, not afraid of the dark, because he's from the darkest house that ever existed. But I love the dark. Uh, but the dark is great. <laughs> he doesn't want because he, he doesn't have to, to see the scary. Step things. out of the light from time to time. I was born in the darkness. I was I was molded, molded by, by it though, which was uh, yeah. that was pretty important. I I didn't see the light until I was already a man. At which point it was nothing but blinding. I am a scaredy poopy. Um, weirdly enough, my. Uh, depression has made me a lot less afraid of ghosts because it's like it's really that bad like what could they really do you know um, <laughs> that's really helped me with with that stuff um, what could they do that my brain doesn't already do when I was a kid I was horrified of monsters and ghosts like I my I drove my parents insane I think I've talked about this by sleeping at the end of their bed a lot and like a dog <laughs> like a dog um, a lot uh, because I was so afraid to be alone. I still, to this day, cannot sleep with my back to the larger side of the room. So, like, if a bed's in against a wall, this is I deep cannot inside sleep. here. Yeah, no, it's it's. I mean, I don't, I don't, and can't. Uh, unless I'm like drunk off my ass or something, like I pass out. What's funny is that I, also could be like a like a military thing. Like you could yeah, be no, like, was, I'm ready. At I was any thinking time. at the time I was in a bar with friend of the podcast Jeff Daniels, and Jeff was just like, "Well, we want to take that seat because that way our backs aren't to the door <laughs> in case somebody comes in and shoots." Yeah, us. Or like a mob thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean the exception is if there's someone next to me in the bed and and my back is to them, I, I'm okay. Um, which, but then it turned out they were a nurse with shows, penicillin, which shows that I'm very trusted. <laughs> but but yeah, no, I I, uh, I, wa- I the movie that fucked me up the most as a kid, uh, which is hilarious, is the remake of The Grudge. Um, Oof. Still pretty because, pretty fun to watch. It's like a music video. Yeah, I couldn't even deal with the trailer <laughs> for that. That meowing kid is too much. And, and Matt literally just asked if I want to watch the watch Juan recently, and I was like, I don't want to go home and. Go to bed when there. I just watched a thing where there's a creepy thing in the bed. No, right. thank you. There's there was there's a there's an image in the movie where she's trying to take a nap and there's just like a ghostly like smoky aura like above her, uh, and then and sick. there's an also another there's also another image where she's taking a shower and a fist comes out of the back of her head, and there's another image where like I don't know she just grabbed anyway. There, there were, there were a lot of things from that that I, cu- I couldn't handle. Anyway, uh, scared, 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 scared. I love horror. Uh, I'm just gonna like continue from what I was talking about earlier. Of like, that was like part one, where it's like, yeah, I was a very scared child. But in adolescence, I got into Stephen King very heavily, and I liked reading horror, and I could deal with that. Uh, but like visually, it's still it was too much for me for a long time. But even then, some stories would still fuck with me. So, like, The Shining to this day, like, if I go into a bathroom and, like, the curtain's drawn on the tub, like, sometimes I will inspect or whatever. Like, just because, like, that is viscerally bothered me to the point where I, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. I've watched it probably six or seven times, and I've never watched The Room 237 
uh, scene because like it just because you think there's going to be a hot woman who turns into a scary I know old woman? literally exactly what happens and I'm just like I just don't want to deal because I feel like it's going to bother me later Ian huh. books have never been scary <laughs> okay I can read a scary book and I'll be like whoa yeah wow Right, and some people are like, well, what's really scary is what your imagination can conjure up. And it's like, no, they create way creepier things on the t- on the TV. <laughs> yeah, it's crazier when you no, actually see think it. About it. Yeah, that's, it be fucks like, me that, up. I'll, I'll be like, that sounds gross. And then there'll be like a single image from the film, and I'll be like, I never want to see this again. But similarly to Steven, so like I was at, we had, for seventh grade, we all had a class trip where we go to um, a place called Ohio Pile that is like a big camping ground in Pennsylvania. Um, what and why is it? Why is it's a Native American just... thing? Whatever. Uh, and what? There's always one night where like a bunch of the adults like tell spooky stories or whatever. And there was one story that involved at some point uh, just a mention of like this character woke like was in bed and he turned around and there was like a horrible hag in bed next to him that like hissed at him and that freaked me out. That for years I would sleep with. One leg cocked to the side to make sure that there wasn't like a thing behind me, like taking up that space or like anything. And like, and also like Steven, like I, unfortunately, the way my bed is set up, I do face away from the largest part of the room because due to my colitis, I can't sleep on my left side. So I am always Mm. facing away. And that's always the toughest part after a scary movie or whatever. And going to bed is like, at some point I'm going to turn around also because I think I heard one time you're more likely to have nightmares if you sleep on your back. Um, there is there, there, a there is a literal like feeling. I know it's psychosomatic. But there's a literal feeling of like cold that is representing some sort of fear and discomfort that happens if my back is toward the larger side of the room. Travis, huh. so the the grand fear you had was that you would wake up and you would be in bed with some old hag. And you would then look at this hag and be like, this was a woman I once loved, this, Doc. This is, this, <laughs> I don't even recognize this woman anymore. Oh, I get up and I look in the mirror. And, and, I, and I, 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 see I see the coward that, in my son's eyes. The same coward. If only I was strong enough, I was strong enough to, to take my own life. To get the gun that lies <laughs> next to my yeah. bed. I was 12 years old and that was how I started feeling very soon. Uh and then, yeah, I finally started being able to watch horror movies, like, in my 20s, for the most part. Matt? The, I think this show is probably the first thing, the first horror thing that I saw. Uh, I loved it, but then graduated to the harder stuff pretty quick, like the adult like versions of this the show. Twilight Zone being the main one that I really loved. That's not really a horror show, but, like... I famously went as uh, Rod Serling as like a tiny kid. I went as Rod Serling for <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> it is the it is the uh, the only story that more explains you is the um, the long drive for the particular brand of Saran wrap you like. <laughs> what right. even is a Rod right. Serling costume? You just wear a suit. I wore a suit and I and, like dyed my hair black and had like bushy eyebrows. And, and spoke, I, I had to explain you, like, it to the, every single voice? person. No, I, I couldn't do the voice. I was a fucking kid. But uh, and, and, you were about and, to enter a world where <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> pretty much it, it was the nerdiest shit in the world. That is what Matt sounded like when he was a kid. I can confirm. Mickey I Mouse. Wish, wish. He sounded like that until he was seventeen years old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I started watching horror movies pretty much right after that. So I'd say I, I, like I remember seeing the Ring remake in the theater whatever year that came out 
Oh, and two. that was really big. Yeah. Yeah, I made my parents go see that, and that was the last horror movie they went to see with me. So I think they got really freaked out by it. Uh, and then I got really large. into checking out Japanese horror novels from the local library. And I would all like there would be like one library in the entire Cleveland area that would have it, and I would get it. And then like fifty percent of the time, it would be in Japanese, and I would have to be like, I don't know what to do with this. Uh, <laughs> Did yeah, any of you read scary stories to tell in the dark? Yeah. Okay. Those that, those that. book covers freaked me out. All the illustrations. Are I mean, too yeah, it's it's a it's a known thing. The stories themselves are kind of cheesy. The illustrations are the scariest thing that has ever happened. <laughs> They're so <laughs> fucked up. Uh, on on horror films, uh, by and large, if I've seen a horror film, it was probably because at some point I was watching it at like Matt's parents' house. That checks out. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's like how the, I like saw the, like the Langoliers. Yeah, uh, of course. What a classic. The scariest film of all time. Uh, but no, like that's how I saw Evil Dead's um, another Halloween costume. I other did. the guy who rips the paper. <laughs> All right, so the Night Nurse, yeah, uh, noted Marvel comic book uh, character, the Night Nurse. Mm. Yeah, Rosaria Dawson uh, was not in this episode. Surprisingly, we do get um, the theme song. Yeah, good theme song. Different opening credits scene. Different, different cast of children. Uh, society. <coughs> one of them talks about how they got their flu shot. One of yeah, them says, "It was weirdly One of relevant. them says, "Don't fucking do that. Getting getting vaccines is the worst thing like, that can happen. Getting a shot. <laughs> okay, but like, I'm taking mile. I'm just you know paraphrasing. Um, yeah, it, the flu shot is a vaccine. I know, but dude. Okay, when I was in Nashville, somebody at the bar who was an anti-vaxer was saying like, "I won't get the." covid vaccine like i'll get a flu shot because that's a shot like they don't call it a vaccine but a shot is okay that's a common that's crazy i had never heard that before we live in the stupidest country in the world like it's 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 not just the stupidest country in the world it's the stupidest country in the history (laughs) this is exactly the same thing where when you asked the same like hundred or thousand or whatever people if they liked the Affordable Care Act, like seventy percent of them said yes. And yeah. If you oh, asked man. if they liked Obamacare, like thirty of them, thirty percent of them said yes. I'm remembering now with you mentioning that, hear, hearing that kind of statistic and thinking that it was going to mean something, having seen it on the Daily Show, and I was like, maybe, may, maybe, like if you present somebody with this information, like something will change, and it did change. It got worse. And continues to get worse, and will never <laughs> stop getting worse. I think it's cool. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, these kids are sneezing all over the place, and then they're like, "Let's tell a story about a creepy nurse," because that's how it fits in here. Yeah. Uh, these two girls are playing in the yard, and one of them throws a snowball, misses, and hits a ghost's ass, which causes the ghost <laughs> to disappear. <laughs> You've, you've moved to Ireland, and so you, it's really funny that ass is the word you say most strongly as a Cleveland ass. person. <laughs> I, will never, ass. I will never stop saying ass. ass. Never, I could live in Ireland for 10,000 years, <laughs> and, and I will still say ass. <laughs> Every time that A sound, ass. <laughs> it's a Midwestern boy through and through. Um... And then they run in and they're like, Grandpa, 
who are those women that came in here? And he's like, you saw a ghost? No, no, no. There, he's like, there were no women. He, at this there point, were no women carrying birthday presents. No, you're just, you're just like... <laughs> no, he was always giving too many details. <laughs> no, okay, but at the first part, he, he's just, he just refuses. And then she sees a woman. She sees a girl carrying the birthday presents down the stairs, which and this and and falling and it, and then disappearing. Well, she saw the she cake screamed. first, and the people did okay. the surprise party or whatever, and she was like, right. "Ah, oh yeah," because she's I hate like, surprises cause, cause, because because the, the grandpa was like, and was like, neighbors sure had a party last night," and she's like, she's like, "No, they were here in this house," and he was like, "Nope, no one's <laughs> ever been in this house." Uh, what are the kids' names? Um, Amanda? Uh, Amanda? AJ was one of them, I think. Emily is the Emily is the, the ghost, ghost girl. girl. The yeah, ghost that's girl. the one they say the most. Uh, AJ and uh, Nikki. We're gonna say AJ was the younger one because yeah, we'll I think AJ. She's the top build, and so I think if she's we the have main. to come in and ADR in the right name <laughs> yeah. each time. <laughs> yeah, AJ is AJ because she's first. Okay. Um, yeah. So AJ, AJ, AJ is the one who keeps seeing the ghosts. Uh, yeah, it's definitely AJ because there's the like, it's AJ's mess is like the line yeah. that Nikki says when yeah. talking about yeah. the strawberries that her grandfather forgot that she is allergic to. Yeah. Great. Grandpa's a fucking mess. Grandpa. So the yeah. next day there's the a, worst actor. Yeah. D- to be fair, I would have thrown up if I'd seen his lines. Um, <laughs> so AJ, uh, I'll, I'll get to the killed my agent if I saw <laughs> Just even doing the table read and projectile vomiting. I refuse to do this. So she sees I'm a, being detained. She sees a girl walking down the stairs with some presents, covering up the conveniently covering up the girl's face, and uh, then the girl falls down and disappears. And because she like, dropped like a pendant thing. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, "Hey, I saw a thing," and then and her grandpa's like. Oh, did you see the girl with the presents? The ghost in this house <laughs> that I know about? And then for the rest of the episode, the, she keeps being like, hey, there's other ghosts too. And he's like, impossible. No, it's he. <laughs> I, love the, I love the grandpa because he accepts that he has ghosts in his home the way that some people would accept just like having a spider as long as it's like keeping flies no. out or whatever. He's no, just like, no. yeah. No, he doesn't. No, no he he's doesn't. like, just this don't mess like, with them. No. No, no, this is like this is like if I had a spider in this room and I was like, yeah, there sure is a spider in the living room. And then Ian went to the bathtub and is like, Stephen, there's a spider in your bathtub. And I said, no, there isn't. I've lived in the house for a long time. No he spider accepts, in my bathtub. He accepts the fact that there is one ghost. One ghost. The <laughs> idea to him that there is a second ghost is beyond comprehension. I guess, but, but the he's rest still just of like the episode. She he's keeps still just being like, like, just leave the ghost alone, whatever. It's like, he's like, who cares? There are people partying in your house. There's a woman who walked into your house that you didn't see. There's now this fucking scary ass nurse. And every time he's like, you're making things up. He's already acknowledged the presence of one ghost. <laughs> what is the fucking deal with this guy? Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine being like, yes, there's a disappearing birthday girl in my house. But I know for a fact, for a fact, that there is one and only one ghost in this house. I, it makes me so mad. How do you write something and, oh and, and, and convince yourself that there is a person, that there's a person in this world who is like, yes, yes, ghosts are real, but I won't believe you about this second ghost. Until ghost He's got to see it with his own eyes. Ghost. It's just so ridiculous. There's no part of the part of house. A, there's no ghosts, no phantasms, no specters, <laughs> no there's ghouls. Such, no, there no. is such a huge leap. 
from no ghosts to one ghost. And the in and in comparison, <laughs> the leap from one ghost to multiple ghosts is the tiniest step that you can possibly imagine. <laughs> it's such a little just a little tiny step. And he will not take it. He's like, no no no. No, I made this huge leap about my understanding of the way that fucking science in the cosmic world works. But no no no. No second ghost. <laughs> It drives me insane. You get one. <laughs> Admit one ghost. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we see a new they, we see a newspaper clipping of this girl Emily who died because her nurse poisoned her, and it looks a lot like AJ. and And Ian was wondering if he was racist. He's not. Um, they showed the photo, and I was like, that person looked exactly like her. But then no one else is like. That looks exactly like AJ. I'm like, <laughs> Am I being racist right now? <laughs> I was genuinely like, "What? I, why is no one drawing attention to this?" Oh my god. Um, Am I the problem? Are you the problem? And then it turns out, no, it was the children. No, the children. The children. The children are, in this case, actually, were the. It's problem. actually the grandpa that's the problem. There's multiple ghosts in this house. <laughs> <laughs> But your grandfather oh boy. and your grandchild <laughs> is like a ghost is following me around with a giant needle in a house where a nurse poisoned a kid. And his reaction is to be like, no, that's not. No, I don't, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I don't no, think that's happening. No, I don't think I will. But uh, I mean, no, only the but, one. Okay, here's the thing, though. Ghosts haunt places where they died generally. This nurse wasn't like executed in like a mob lynching. Do you by think the that's what's going through this man's head? Like it doesn't this make sense. Why is this like, Wait, logic? this this lady's still alive. Why? Like, <laughs> she <laughs> can't be yeah. a ghost. No, 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 no. She remember, went to jail. That's almost no, no, as scary. Guys, guys a woman with a needle is chasing a real woman with a needle is chasing <laughs> no, my kids remember, around the house. That's remember, way scarier. When. That's when, scarier. When she's when they're when they're looking in the attic at the newspaper, he's like, and she died in prison. And oh. there's like the weird pause. He's <laughs> like, and that's, uh, yeah, where she died. Imagine prison. going to your grandpa and being like, the nurse from this story is chasing me around the house. And grandpa being like, she died in a prison. Yeah. She can't haunt here. She died in a, I just, that's I read the, the rules. You saw the newspaper. That's the ghost rules. Uh, is that how it works in a ghost story? Usually. This uh, is like, yeah, in a ghost story, like, he stays on the property forever. And then it goes so far, and then jumps off of a building at the end and goes back in time to the, like, early America in, on the same spot. Uh, spoilers for a ghost story. Yeah, sorry. Spo like spo thing? Spoilers for the sad indie drama, A Ghost Story. Spoilers for Lowry. the movie that is most notable for the fact that Rooney Mara first ate a pie while making that Ate film. an entire fucking pie in one take. I ate a whole pie. This is like that thing where... You're having an argument with someone, and they're like, they can't, and you're like, this happened. They're like, they can't do that. That's illegal. Like, like this is what this. <laughs> this I just think the like. laws of the the laws of like the in between afterlife are, I think, you know, more hard set than the laws that we have here. But do we? But I think you're but stuck. I don't know. Isn't the plot of Beetlejuice stories? like people arguing for property or whatever? Like, isn't that the whole thing? Sure. It's ghosts trying yeah. to get. But in we don't houses. fucking know the rules. We, we there. It's I know like the vampires. Rules. I know the There's, rules. <laughs> There's this different rules. rules for different stories. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, AJ puts on a dress um, as they're rummaging through the attic. Gets crazy behavior. I, yeah, I would never it's fucking it. do this. Yeah, that's how you get like mites and shit all over. Like, no, don't do that. Yeah. Gets transported back in time. Her sister can't see her. She can't see her sister. Um, and she goes over to the stairs, and the mom is like, hey, uh, 
Emily, come down the stairs. And she's like, no, and then runs back into the attic and takes the dress off. Great stuff. Honestly, <laughs> love to see this behavior. <laughs> the, right way to, the right way to handle all of this. And, um, then, and then and then they're like, wait a minute, we can break the cycle. If you can, uh, they are, They're like, let's just so casually interfere with the timeline. Yeah. yeah. And and she's like she's like, Yeah, if I just if I just put this dress on and carry the presents down the stairs successfully, then then everything will be solved. Pretty much this moment through the end exist. is some of the most galaxy brain shit I've ever seen on television. <laughs> like the way that this resolves, I fucking could not believe. This cavalier attitude attitude towards the timeline. Yeah. Absolutely absurd. So, so she puts the dress back on after convincing her sister that it has to be her. Because n- not really for any other reason than she looks more like Emily from the pictures. Yeah, if she um, goes in, uh, if, if Nikki does it, they're going to be like, you're not Emily, and it's going to fuck up the whole thing. Yeah. Well, actually, it might They'll fix... All kill actually, her. that might I be an know. easier way to fix everything. Um, <laughs> they're I, thinking I, I on their feed I kind of thought they here. were going to do a sequence where, em- where uh, Nikki puts on the dress and it doesn't work, you know? Uh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. There's a, but you only have like 19 minutes to do all this. Yeah, so. So she's, yeah. she's like, I got to go back in time. I got to set this right. I have to uh, walk I'm down like, some stairs. I have to walk down some stairs. <laughs> While this is happening, the nurse is like breaking down the door, except then she like finds, finds a key? the key. She's been knocking on the door for like two minutes, and then she's like, wait a minute, this key. <laughs> and then uh, and, and then, and, and they're like, Emily, come down. Be sure to bring your gifts. I have so many questions about this part. Chief amongst them. Why are the gifts on the stairs? Why are the gifts there? Who is, yeah, bringing, that who is coming to this house? Who is coming to this house for a birthday party and is like, let me take the gifts? Is the mom like, oh yeah, the gifts go upstairs. We're bringing them down later. What the fuck? I was at a wedding yesterday. There was just the table for the gifts. You, it was right when you walked in. That's how every party of all thing. time has worked. <laughs> if you have gifts, the table should be right there. Why is it upstairs? Why does she have to carry them all down at once? Yeah, why? She if she knows that that's how it went that's down. That's the biggest problem. Carry yeah, two at a time. Take two trips. <laughs> take like eight trips. You already know that she gets critically injured here. Just carry two of the presents and walk down the stairs and then go up and get more. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. <laughs> So yeah, um. she starts walking down, and then she goes through the same thing Emily did, where this weird pendant falls out of her pocket, and she's like, "Better pick it up. I couldn't possibly go get it later." And then she, you know, what well, we talked about it. This it. Is the the timeline. The, there's the, the the reason. The thing is, she has to do the only thing that she was ever going to do because the timeline corrects itself. But then the later it reveals that the timeline isn't actually doing that. So fuck it. Fuck all the rules. <laughs> yeah. Fuck all the rules. <laughs> Um, Grandpa, fuck him right up. Grandpa, this dress is is making me go back in time. It's weird that at no point is he like, and that was my sister. It's just like, yeah, it's the family that owned this house before. And you're like, I feel like there should be a familial connection here. Especially if she looks just like her, yeah. It's weird. I don't know. She was reborn. She is Emily. But now she can't be reborn. Because Emily's alive. Anyway. She totally (laughs) eats shit on the stairs. She totally eats it, totally eats it, wakes up. Not injured, uh, very very um, mobile and and spry, uh, and the nurse who her sister had, so her sister's trapped in a box in the house uh, in <laughs> yeah. the current timeline, and uh, the nurse has a needle coming at her, and she does she just kind of puts her hands in front of her face and waits for her fate instead of like I don't know trying to run away. I would trying defeat to knock this the nurse's hand nurse. away like anything at all. 
Um, this is just, a, it's an average sized adult. Like, you could take this nurse. You could, certainly, you could certainly, like, run around yeah. uh, and, like, try at all. A syringe is, like, a pretty delicate implement. Like, you could yeah, very just easily just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not an easy thing to... You, also, really, you really have to consent to being needled also, un- unless you're not... Unless you're sedated. Unless you're in the Vampire Diaries universe, in which case 90% of episodes involve somebody getting grabbed from behind and injected right directly into their <laughs> vein <laughs> on their neck. I hate what, what is that? What's that? What do they do with that? Well, it's got white ash. From, uh, <laughs> does it? Yeah. No, it's for vein. It's got for vein. From the grove. Okay, sure. Great. Ian, what were you gonna say? <laughs> well, uh, just to jump towards the end. Uh, also, if um, Nikki had gotten the injection, she'd be like, "Oh no, it's wait, nothing happened." Yeah, she would have been fine. Uh, been like, it's penicillin. Yep. Yeah. Uh, or or mold juice, as they called it before they needed to rebrand. Lo- uh, quite literally, hmm. that was one of. Fun facts before the wedding. Um, one so, friend was reading. Well, hold on. Just one friend was reading fun facts while they were killing time at the wedding. It's okay. So and I, it's one of those things where we're like, okay, the wedding's in somewhere between a half hour and an hour. You've already talked at length about these people who are getting married. You hang out with these people all the time, so you're like, some. You can't just be like, well, let's talk about a video game. But you're like, we're tired of talking about. And you're just sitting in a room, and you're like, what the hell do we talk about right now? And so. Just pulled up a bunch of fun facts and was just reading facts off. <laughs> and and Stephen tells me this, and I go up to and I'm like, "Can I get some facts?" And then he tells me, "The oldest toy is a stick." <laughs> that was the fact. <laughs> That's what you say when you when you are a grandpa and your miserable grandchild is over and wants something to do, and, and like, you just say, "You know, the oldest boy? toy is the stick." Yeah. And, and I just lost it because, like, you know, Stephen had earlier been like, you know. Uh, Montpellier is the only state capital without a McDonald's. It was stuff like that. But then it's just, the, the oldest toy is They were on the same list. <laughs> they were the same list. And I was like, that's like that's like fake profound shit, you know? <laughs> like you put that you put that in the in the yoga font, you know? What I'm yeah. <laughs> Light and love. <laughs> the oldest toy. I'm painting that on my wall. <laughs> Oh my god, Ian! Please. I mean, I'm at least gonna, I'm gonna get like a piece of driftwood, yeah, <laughs> and just paint it on there. And it in my kitchen. Uh. So, um. Anyway, uh, AJ AJ fights off this nurse multiple times, despite her teleporting powers and the fact that she knows all the secrets of the house. Despite the one secret, the the one secret that she should have known. Um, which was it turned out that the kid, the kid that she injected, was allergic to penicillin, and apparently and just had a pendant on her at all times that said penicillin no, on. That Is that what thing. they used to that do for? Guys, that guys, was a thing. It's also it's Canadian. Medical bra- but medical bracelets are a real thing. That was yeah. a thing. But because just like she just has it at all times. Yes, okay. because mm. if you have an emergency. Okay, but here's here's the stupid part though. Why are you injecting someone with penicillin for like falling down four stairs? I was like, that oh, is the why? that is the question. That's, huh? No, listen, it was. Why do you need was, an antibiotic? That's that was what you did during that period of. You've seen, like, you ah. saw the movie Wreck when the dude fell down and hit his face. They immediately injected the wound site with something. It was probably penicillin. Maybe you just don't understand. Yeah, but first that made, aid. they didn't. But the wound site wasn't for falling. The wound site was because his face got bitten by an old zombie lady. Yeah, that's what you think. That's why they were injecting him. They weren't like he fell. We got to inject him. Huh? I, I've like, seen two pieces wound. of media where somebody fell and then got injected. So, 
<laughs> it sounds like one there of us are, is paying I've, attention I've seen, to I've a fictionist. I've fiction seen more than us. one piece of media where they take an image and just enhance and make it and make it have better quality. Yeah. So clearly that's a thing. Well, she, fell down, she fell down like do four stairs. She probably has like a bruised knee or whatever. And they're like, yeah. we had also, to fucking. Maybe more... she landed on a rusty nail. <laughs> Could be. She's got lockjaw. I don't know. <laughs> but it's cool because she has the bracelet this time and then is able to show the nurse. And then the nurse is like, don't you ever take this off. You could have died. I would have been a murderer. And then she wakes back up. And yeah, that's just like the fine. It this been was cooler insane. It, this resolution was ghost... so insane. It made me feel right. like my brain stopped working. <laughs> there are no repercussions <laughs> for altered, altering history. Uh, and but I, I would yeah, have liked it better her... if the ghost reacted to the medical bracelet like it was like a crucifix and a vampire or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved it if they'd gone downstairs at the end of this, and then I mean this is very Twilight Zoney. If they'd gone downstairs at the end of it, and like they were, and then they were people were like, "What are you doing in our house?" Because <laughs> yeah, like exactly. different people owned the house because like you know the daughter stayed there longer and stuff. They go to call their dad. No one picks up. Oh, yeah. No. They start disappearing. <laughs> yeah. End of episode. That yeah, would have been that way would be Twilight Zone. Right. Instead, instead, we like cut back to the kids or whatever around the fire after all this, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and like, then they're still they're all sneezing now because the ASOP of this one is get your shots. Yeah, and then they're all like going like congratulations. This was congratulations, all a PSA. Show ends. And that's how the show that's ends. That is. That's how the show ends. <laughs> right, that's the last episode that aired of the original <laughs> of the first revival, I guess. Very yeah. I mean, yeah. again, they weren't really the last one for the, the last one for nineteen years. Overarching narrative. Yeah, there was a lot of overarching. There was did a, not, did not blend fiction and reality like no. they claimed. To. I'd say there so was there was, was one single oh. bingo board item, which was uh, the last person around the fire pouring water on it to put it out. Oh yeah, yeah so the destruction the of the main set or whatever, mm. which happens at the end of almost every episode. Doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> doesn't matter. Don't care. Don't care. Uh, so the, yeah, that was Are You Afraid of the Dark, uh, which was fine. I uh, it did again have some of the worst acting I've ever seen, but in an endearing way. Uh, I wanted to mention for yeah. this last season, every single episode on IMDb has a rating that's either in the eights or the threes, and oh, this great. one was in them. the threes. Uh, yeah. We we didn't really we didn't really express this enough. That show was very scary. <laughs> Do not watch this if you are squeamish. As a big Freddy cat, uh, Steven's going to leave, and then I'm going to be panic-stricken for hours. It'll just be me alone in my bright apartment. Being like, ooh. But next week, Steven, what do we uh, got? Next week... Um, Why don't you turn toward the microphone a little bit? I was trying to choose between two shows. Two shows with similar vibes from a similar time. Um, and one of them is being co-opted for horrible progressive ads currently. And if anyone is being uh, subject to these horrible progressive ads, I don't want them to have that bouncing around their mind as listen to our podcast. So next week we are going to watch The Monsters. Okay. <laughs> so not The Addams uh, Family then, because that was uh, the ad campaign you're alluding to. Who here knows the least about The Monsters? <laughs> An episode we probably record on Halloween. So spooky. Um, I know some stuff about the monsters. I know some stuff about the monsters. I know. I think exactly one thing about the monsters. So I guess it's me. Sounds like it's Matt in this case. <laughs> All right, Matt. I am setting thirty seconds on the clock. Tell me everything you know about the monsters, starting now. The monsters is an old television show. And the main thing I know about it is that the judge from the film My Cousin Vinny appears in this show. Uh, 
You are. <laughs> uh, it's about a family of, you know, horror people, monsters, if you will. Uh, but their name, their last name ha- is like a pun on that kind of. And that's and time. <laughs> <laughs> we will be back My next week. Watch to, I know that. We'll be back next week to see how correct Matt was. By and large, pretty correct because I mean, he didn't, I didn't say, say all much. that much. I have one thing I know with Munsters <laughs> that I'm very excited to talk about next week. But that one thing is that uh, Grandpa Munster was it's just not gonna be the. It's just gonna be the fucking. Um, who's the? It's who's the guy who who live who likes the violence and makes the songs. What? And he Dracula. Yep, oh, I was, you're, you're spoiling what I was still talking about. That Rob <laughs> Zombie is making Dragula. a monsters movie. We, we've already talked about Dracula on this podcast. The we guy that in the first episode. That's your description, Rob Zombie. Dragula the for guy so that long. likes the violence and makes the song. <laughs> Oh, it's like, yeah, like you never, like English, Thanks. your third language. <laughs> Explaining Rob Zombie. That happens every once in a Thanks, while. Thanks, as always, to you, the listener. Rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend. And give Matt uh, a webby. Give the boy yeah, a webby. Thanks, Thanks as always, to his wonderful production work. Steven, go home. Wait a second. There's a trick here. <laughs> Fucking kids. I hated them. <laughs> <laughs>